0: Canine Cast number 36. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi everyone, welcome back to another Canine Cast. This is Tara. Some exciting news from Walter and I today. We found our apartment and our moving storage container that we put everything in and had shipped up here. Um, Just came today, so we've been busily unloading into our apartment. So, I left Walter to do some of the heavy lifting, and I snuck off to record a quick canine cast. So, thanks everybody for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy it. I got a question on hounds and special needs. Connie writes, we have an almost nine-month-old AKC-registered Afghan hound puppy dog who has been with us since 13 weeks. He has a sweet temperament and is very social and loving. At obedience class, the trainer calls him the politician in the group because he greets and interacts with everyone. Recently, I've been getting a barrage of emails from people telling me that training a hound is very different from training other dogs, that there are well-kept secrets that they are willing to share with me if I only purchase their fill-in-the-blank here DVD, video, book, audio cassette, etc. Is training a hound specifically different than working with any other group of dogs? I do know our particular dog is very strong-willed. As a matter of fact, his call name is Will, given to him by the breeders and the litter evaluator who said he had a will of steel. And Afghans are said to be extremely sensitive. As a side note, Will took and passed his AKC-CGC test the first time around just two weeks ago. Well, Connie, It sounds to me like Will is doing very well with his training with you so far. First of all, you mentioned that he is very social and that at obedience class, the trainer says he's a politician, Um, greeting, interacting with everyone. That's really good. That means that he has obviously been socialized well. He's getting along with the other dogs, which is exactly what we want and is a big thing for a dog his age. Now, what's really impressive is that you brought up that he passed his CGC test the first time, and he's not even nine months old yet. Um, For anybody who's not familiar, the AKC is the American Kennel Club, which is the biggest um, dog registry in the United States. They do a test. It's it's a certification called um, the Canine Good Citizen, or CGC. And what that is, is it's a test that you go ahead and take with your dog. An evaluator watches you, and the evaluator sees you guide your dog through a number of behaviors and situations, Um, such things like having your dog um, sit when you request it, such things as, um, you know, the dog being social around other people. But, but of course, you know, keeping itself under control around other people, not going completely wild, um, just a number of a number of different behaviors that are important for the dog to be able to have in order to be a a good citizen and a good companion. So this so this is something that you know most dogs can work towards at some point in their lives. But for a dog to do this at such a young age as well is a very very big accomplishment. Um, in addition to the fact that this was the very first time he took the test and a number of dogs do have to take that, um, more than one time. So that's very impressive on the part of Will and Connie, um, both. So it sounds to me like he's doing pretty well with his training as it, as it goes. Now, um, so far as the question is training a hound specifically different than working with any other group of dogs, um, I would say yes, that it is. However, basic basically every dog breed that's out there, that breed came from somewhere for a specific purpose. Whether that purpose was to go to go and hunt all day independently from people by watching prey and running after it, which is essentially what the Afghan hound was bred to do, or whether that dog was bred to work with people in herding sheep, which is what some of the, the herding breeds were bred for, um, such as such as the border collie or the Shetland sheepdog, or whether the dog was bred just to be a companion, just to be a a pet and basically, you know, a lap dog. Regardless of regardless of what, you know, what type of a dog it is, every dog was bred for something and that breeding and that something that it was bred for is going to have an impact on the best ways to train the dog. So those, so those will differ depending on the different group that the dog is in. In addition to that, each individual dog will have its own little, you know, quirks in its personality that will also influence the way that you train it. So, regardless of what kind of dog you have, the the biggest the biggest thing with training a dog, and this is you know where where it becomes you know very much an art, is figuring out for that particular dog what things make that dog tick, what that dog likes, what that dog is going to work for, and what's going you know, what's going to make this a um a positive experience for you know the dog and the owner in working together. What what's going to make it happen? So it sounds to me like with as well as Will's doing, Connie probably has a handle on that with him. But, um, but for example, some, some dogs will just naturally work with a person just, beca- you know, just because they want, they want something to do and they look to the person to tell them what to do. Some other dogs, you know, they're, they're more independent, they'll just kind of go do their own thing and for a person to get involved and kind of guide the dog into doing something, that may not be um, that, that may not be something that the dog naturally looks towards as much, but if you can find the thing that makes it fun for the dog, whether that thing is playing a game of fetch or using food, if the dog is very food motivated, giving it a treat for doing something good, um, any, anything that you can do to make this fun for the dog is, is something that the dog is then going to want to do, and then the dog will absolutely shine. So I I would say that in general for most, if not all of the dogs out there, that's the biggest secret is making it fun and figuring out what for your dog is going to make it fun. Now, in the case of an Afghan hound, well, you know, they were, they are sight hounds. They were bred to hunt fast moving objects. So if you can, if you can kind of keep that in mind, First of all, you will want to work against the dog being distracted so it's easier when the dog's learning something new to put it in an environment where there will probably not be very many fast moving objects around. Um, That will help to keep the dog's focus on you. Now, in addition to that, you can also use the dog's sense of sight to your advantage you can go ahead and use something fast-moving, maybe make your hand move fast. Um, maybe, you know, if you're using a motivator like a toy, you can kind of make that move fast in front of the dog to get the dog's focus on what you want it to be focused on, which would be you. And, you know, you can use that as a motivational tool as well. Um, just, just some examples for a sight hound. Now, with, say, a scent hound, like a basset hound or a beagle, they were bred to hunt by smell, so for that, those, those would be great dogs to use some type of a treat that they like that also is pretty smelly, um, say like, you know, some kinds of cheeses or a hot dog or a liver treat, um, something something that they're definitely going to smell, and well, if you're training a basset hound and it's not paying attention to you, you don't not want to necessarily put something in front of its eyes, but if you put something in front of its nose that it likes, then you probably are going to have its attention very, very quickly. So, it's it's partially, you know, keep in mind what your dog was bred for and in that, you know, and in that way it's going to have its own specific things that will probably you know, make training more fun for it. But in addition, keep in mind your own individual dog. Um, You know, some some hounds may really, really like to train using treats. They may be very food-motivated. They may love their food, and they'll do anything for their food. If so, use that as a motivator. Use that as a way to, you know, give the dog dog a treat if it did something right. On the other hand, if they have toys that they like, maybe they like to chase a ball or they have a squeaker toy that they really like to chew on and hear the sound of that, use those. Whatever works for the dog to make it fun is going is going to help your dog be successful in training. You just want something that it's willing to work for, and that is pretty much true regardless of if your dog is you know a hound or a retriever or a companion dog or a mixed breed. Um, so long so long as it's something that your dog is going to enjoy, and it and so long as it's something that you enjoy as well. Um, that you make it fun for the dog and for you, then your dog will respond well. So, um, so, so far, so far as all of these emails that Connie is talking about, I mean, I've, I've seen out on the web in a number of different places, um, you know, secrets of training the, you know, and of course you fill in the blank here, whether it be, you know, secrets of training, chihuahuas or Dalmatians or, um, you know, labs or pugs or, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I haven't, I haven't actually, um, looked, looked into those so that, so, um, it may, there may be some really, really, um, breed specific things that would be, you know, that would be good to know. However, um, whenever you are training, do try to keep in mind if you do have a, a purebred dog, there are things that they were bred for. Use those to your advantage. Um, if you have a mixed breed and you can tell some of the t- and you can tell um, some of their traits and things that they're into, then you know use those to your advantage. But but what, whatever the case is, basically um, the best things to do are just find out what makes your dog tick. Um, use that to to really really treat your dog when they do well and make it a lot of fun for you both. Um, sounds like will is doing well, and we 've had other listeners write in and tell us about their training um, situations with their dogs, and you know how how they 've had a lot of fun and their dogs have done you know these different things it 's always so exciting to hear about other people 's successes with their dogs because it 's amazing it seems like no matter what their breed is, whether they were originally bred to work you know with people or be more independent that even that even so, dogs and people um can just work together so well and can just do such amazing things together. So it's really, really neat to hear about. And I always I love that and it puts a smile on my face and uh it's it's a lot of fun for everybody. So um so please, you know, continue to send us your your stories and your questions about your dogs and your relationships with them. So we absolutely love that and I'll continue putting out the canine casts. We're going to be getting back on our schedule sometime soon here. I'm ho- I'm hoping much sooner than later cuz all of this moving stuff is making me go through some canine cast withdrawal. But um but please, you know, continue sending in your emails and you can also um you can also reach us by our voicemail like always even though we've moved. We have those set up so that we can still get those. And um we absolutely love to hear about what's going on with you and your dogs. Um, we won't have we won't have show notes or an enhanced podcast tonight, however, we do have some pictures that people have sent in and we love getting those as well. We'll be putting those up soon when things get back to normal around here so if yours haven't gone up, you know we love them and you know there's some that're so cute and others that are just so gorgeous um, they're so so great um, to get but if we if we haven't put them up, it's not that we don't like them we do we love them. Um, We'll put them up as soon as we get a chance. So with that, I think I'm going to have to sign off tonight and go back out and help unload before my presence is missed even more than it already has been. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. And if you haven't already, please remember to spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.